and Take 43. Mark? Alright, well this is Take 43. Unfortunately, the other 42 takes didn't quite work out because it kept on getting the cops called on us. for Not what you'd think, it's for indecency. Uh, but that's just how good this is going to be. So I'm Aaron Colborn. And I'm Drew Williams. And uh, this is our little podcast where we like to talk about video production. The first episode was all kind of about us. Uh, we're going to do something different for this one. But first, something that I think is really important about uh, knowing who we are is our tastes in uh, entertainment. Like, what do we like to consume? So I want to start with Drew. Like, right now, like, what... Like what TV show or movie? Like what's what are you into right now? Right now, okay, right now. that's a big that's a big difference. Right for, now, yeah, between like uh, what's your favorite movie or TV show of all time versus right now, that's it's a lot easier to answer. Uh, I just finished the Imagineering story. It's a documentary series on Disney Plus. Oh, very, and cool. that was just amazing. How uh, how many episodes was that? I think it was six or seven. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it was actually I think it was six. Um, and they talk about all of the rides at Disney World. They talk about the history of Walt Disney. They talk about Walt Disney as a company. They talk about how they build these rides. I love Disney. I love going. I went to Disneyland twice last year. I mean, my wife did, and just for, mainly for you, Star Wars Land. You built your own lightsaber. I did build my own lightsaber. And then you brought that home. You smashed one of your lights in our studio out. I did. Yeah, it's right above us, actually. That's a yeah. really funny clip, by the way. What was cool about the series is it was in sequential order. And they talked about you know who Walt Disney was. They talked about building Disneyland. Then they talked about moving into Disney World. And then they kind of got into like the more recent stuff. So like Star Wars Land, okay. uh, which was really cool. It's called Galaxy's Edge. And uh, we had a blast there. Yeah, how much did you love Star Wars Land? I still haven't been. I want to go. So Star Wars Land was cool. Uh, it's called Galaxy's Edge. It's the planet of Batuu. When I went, there was only one ride open. And in fact, the second ride opens at Disneyland um, next week. Um, it's already open at Disney World. But that ride is supposed to be amazing. Yeah, I've seen. Uh, so you you don't want to know like anything about it. And I'm not quite as big on uh, on rides. Like I think they're fun and everything. So I like watch the whole walk through of the ride yeah it looks awesome like i'm, I'm excited to go do it yeah I, and i i have seen a lot of stuff um just from the imagineering story and yeah. i actually quit i covered my eyes i was like i don't want to know anything because i studied star wars land after it opened so much on youtube i watched like live videos i watched uh ride reviews i watched how you know you make your lightsaber and all this stuff and by the time i got there for the first time i knew where i was going so That's it kind of awesome. well it's awesome but it kind of ruined it a little bit for me so i don't want to do that with a new ride I, I get it that's kind of what it was like for uh episode seven with me like i mean you know i grew up on star wars i love star wars and so um episode seven coming out like that was the thing i didn't think it was ever going to happen and so um i couldn't i kind of couldn't help myself even as much as i wanted to stay away from everything about it like I would just sit there, like I'd get on Reddit and I'd consume every like little rumor, every little thing, like every little image. And so by the time I went to go see it, I felt like I already knew the movie. Yeah, yeah. And you kind of, it's fun at the time, but then you're kind of like, uh, yeah, well. yeah. So, like subsequent movies, I definitely tried to like have media blackout on it. Like I'd watch maybe the first teaser and then nothing, exactly. especially for The Last Jedi, because like Ryan Johnson's like one of my favorite uh, filmmakers. For sure. Yeah. So I think to answer your question, the Imagineering story, just because when I was young, I either wanted to be a filmmaker or design like roller coasters or um, a cartoon. Mouse. Or a cartoon mouse <laughs> with suspenders that are red. Yeah. Um, but I obviously didn't become an Imagineer. So. Or a cartoon mouse. That either. <laughs> so what about you? Like, what, what are you into right now? What's your favorite series? Uh, Man, what or, am I into right now? Um, well, I'll start off with this. Uh, first, I'll give you probably my favorite TV show of all time, um, which was The Wire. 
uh, one of one of HBO's kind of earlier series. Very it was it was started by a um, a Baltimore Sun reporter and a Baltimore homicide detective, and they really wanted to kind of show what it was, life was like on the streets of Baltimore with the drug trade, and then they kind of grew into other things. So I, I love The Wire. The Wire was a it's a hugely like influential show for me. And actually, what I just finished watching, same uh, one of the same creators, David Simon, uh, created a show called The Deuce, um, which was about uh, Times Square in the '70s through the '80s. Um, and kind of like the the fledgling like uh, like adult industry that happened there, but again a very kind of like realistic portrayal of what went on on the streets. And I just finished uh, there was uh, three seasons of that. Just finished the third season the other day. Very cool. Um, quite a show. Quite a yeah, show. I yeah, have, I haven't heard of the Deuce, but I have uh, heard of the, the Wire. You heard of the Trace? The Trace, <laughs> exactly. No, that's cool, man. I want to check that out. Yeah. Okay. So uh, now that we got that out of the way with. Um, what we're here to talk about today is CES. That's the Consumer Electronics Show. Is that correct, that, Drew? That is correct. Yeah, 2020. Like that just happened. You just got back from it a few days ago. Yeah. And um, how many times have you been to CES? So this is my second time at CES. Okay. Um, I've been to NAB about six or seven times, but right. CES is is a much bigger show. CES is uh, pretty cool because it's not just like like NAB is like for broadcasters, right? It's for it's mo- a lot of cameras, a lot of camera stuff like that. But CES has like other cool stuff there also. So that must be just a ton of fun to go to. It's overwhelming, dude. I'll bet it is. It's, like just the videos and photos I saw from you just looked like a lot to take it in. It is, and there's like you know multiple convention halls. That, I mean, it brings in about two hundred fifty thousand people. My gosh. Yeah, that's a lot of people if yeah. you think about it all, all in one city. Yeah, that's like half of half a million. <laughs> it's a half of half a million. I know, right? You're right. You're smart. Um so you like so we're we're based in Salt Lake and so you drove there. You you drive to Vegas. Yeah, I enjoy driving. I don't yeah. know why and I and I go I went to Vegas like 9 times last year for work. Um Oof. and a lot of <laughs> a lot of times it's uh just because I bring gear down. And, that makes sense, yeah. And I brought gear down this time too. We did a photo shoot um, at night, so I got sent down there by Lytra. So, right, Lytra is a really cool uh, light adventure lighting company, and they uh, we've moved into the professional lighting field. I started out as a content creator for them, and I've kind of moved into like a creative director position. So oh, that's awesome. I mean, yeah, it's just like a, a partnership that you just kind of you manage to conjure out of thin air. Like suddenly. They're paying you to go to CES. It's crazy. How cool is that? It's amazing because all I all I do is you know I work like half days at CES, whereas on NAB I'll work and film full days. Uh-huh. Um, but CES is cool. I'll, I'll work at the booth for like four to five hours a day, awesome. out of like a you know an eight hour day, and I just talk about lighting. People come up and you know we have uh, Anthony Walsh was there, pro surfer, because he's an ambassador for Lytra as well. And then we have the sales guys there, but I they come up to me and they ask me about lighting techniques and things like that, and I can show them right on the spot how the lights work. It's really cool. Like that's super cool. So do you have to do you have a, a pitch that you've gotten down? Like when people walk up, like do you have a first thing you say to them? Yeah, I kind of you know the first. If people, and does it usually include bro? <laughs> yeah, no, that's that's Walshy man. Walshy's uh, Australian, but he's from uh, he he lives in Hawaii and he's got like such a cool accent, man. It's just so cool, man. I love listening. To I Walsh. don't know what that accent was, but I really really like. <laughs> I dude, Anthony's the man, and cool. um, it's fun listening to him talk to to people and and obviously his knowledge on the lights. But yeah, yeah, I you know a lot of times people come up to those things and they're so interested because. There are, it's a little product. Um, it's a little light. Now the Lighter Studio Light is, is newer. It's, and a, it's little a little bit bigger. Yeah. It's a little bit bigger, but the, the little studio lights, uh, people automatically think you know they can get one or they're free, mm-hmm. right? So a lot of times people will just come up, and you can tell the people who are interested. You can tell the people who are important distributors of the product already. Right. Send those people to the sales guys, and um, and some people are just they try to hound you for a light for 15 right. minutes. Like the, like the, the looky loos are like yeah. walking around grabbing their bags of free stuff. Of course. And yeah. there, you know, there are people that we do give them to, sure. um, but we have a list of those people. Right. Sure. 
And um, so, yeah, I kind of my first thing I always say is, you know, have you heard of Lytra before? And, and then no, that, I haven't. What is it? Tell me. Yeah, exactly. And then you go into it. <laughs> and at this point now we have three models, which is really cool because. But yeah, so there's the torch. Oh, and then there's the uh, pro, the pro and then yeah. the studio. Yeah, And now. they have more output uh, as they get bigger, which is cool because we've been to CES now. Lytra has for three years. I've only been to two of those. But every year that we've gone, which is when we release our light, they, we get an award. So we have a honoree award for 2018 uh-huh. for the torch. We have an award for 2019, the pro, and then this year we got another one for the studio. Did you really? Yeah. Well, so what, what's the award? Film and and photography, and it's a it's a genre of awards that they give out at CES. That's so cool, man. That's and awesome. It's cool. um, okay, so I'm gonna I'm gonna put you on the spot a little bit. Uh, most maybe you've already mentioned this actually. Uh, most interesting or coolest like person you met there. Um. At CES this year, uh, yeah. it was really cool. I got to meet I Justine. Actually, I had already met her before. I worked with her at Sundance about three years ago. Did she remember you? She did not because I was I was a no. <laughs> well, just because we were interviewing Kevin Bacon and uh, all these crazy. Oh, suddenly yeah. Kevin you, suddenly Kevin Bacon is cooler than you. I guess yeah, whatever. Yeah. yeah, right. So, um, so she was the interviewer and I was just a camera op. But it was a nice introduction of saying, "Oh, we worked together before," and then she remembered the shoot, obviously, and then she was a huge fan of our lights. Um, oh, cool which is really cool. So she's she's huge on YouTube. She has like 7 million subscribers or something. And then she has like 1.2 on Instagram. So she Long added Lytra curse. on Instagram. And then I, I hit her up and then she, she kind of followed me on Instagram too. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. And I don't really care about that stuff, but I thought that was pretty cool. So she's a tech reviewer. Oh, okay. So she All used right. to be an interviewer for like, you know, she I think our shoot was for Billboard when we did it for Sundance. Um, as in Billboard, Billboard, like music, like Billboard Music Awards sort of thing. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. So we had interview. Uh, we had uh, celebrity actors and we had um, musicians. Allo Block, uh, Jamestown Revival. Um, there was a lot. Like, it was like three years ago. I can't remember, but that was really fun. So she's like, "Yeah, I don't really like to do that anymore." So now she's a full time tech reviewer. Oh, that's and cool. So she, they were going around shooting things, and they actually shot a little scene at our booth, which was cool. Awesome. And then I am in contact with her now, and we are going to send her out a nice care package for her to review on her channel. Right on. Very yeah. very cool. Okay, well, let's get to the meat of this because uh, we're we're video dudes, right? We we love tech stuff. What was some of the coolest video specific stuff that you saw there? Man, that you should have seen the Sony booth. So the Sony booth, they always have oh, this huge, little this little company, Sony. Yeah, yeah this little, it's a startup. Yeah, it's a startup. <laughs> yeah, they're they're new. I don't know if you've heard of them. Um, yeah, it was really cool. They always have this uh, booth in the central hall. They have it for NAB as well. So something that was really cool at the Sony booth was a thing called Adam View, and it was a virtual. It's called virtual production. So they had a guy on a dolly. They had another guy pushing it. So we're we're very familiar with that. They were using the Sony Venice cam, which they released at NAB last year. And the uh, what it did basically is as he's pushing the dolly, it's a moving background and they're on a dolly track and the background is moving with the camera. Right. Right. So right. It, there's so it's a it's a fake backdrop. First off, there's uh, it, it was a Ghostbusters set. I, my yeah. Okay, let me back. Let me did send that. To yeah. You, let yeah. me back up a little bit and say there's a Ghostbusters car and then there's a there's a uh, firehouse just like our yeah fire department. What is a firehouse? Yeah, it's a firehouse. Yeah, yeah. It's a, yeah New York, uh, New York firehouse. Yeah, New York firehouse, yeah. and there's smoke coming off of it, and the angle of in which he's shooting the car in the front of the hood, you're getting reflections, and it's moving with the lens. It's yeah, kinda, like it looks like you're on location. It is. Yeah, because I have these monitors. So you, yeah, the video you sent me, there are these guys on the dolly yes. with the camera, and then there's monitors above it, and you can yeah. see the, which is so cool for one that you can see a live view of it's what insane. it's going to look like right there, and it look it looks like you're on location. It looks like they were downtown New York City, yeah. and they were.
were shooting. There's a, a little bit less house. garbage. Yeah, <laughs> no, there was. They actually had garbage oh, blowing, uh, uh, which was really cool, and oh, it all wow. looked real. And to be completely honest, until I got up close, I thought it was a set, and it was literally their LED back, background. That's bonkers, man. Yeah, it was cool. So cool. So that was really cool. Also, um, nothing to do with that at all with the Atom View, but the there was a stolen camera at the Sony booth. Someone stole. Someone stole an A7 Mark III. Like they stole it from the Sony someone, booth? Yeah, that was a rumor that I had heard, yeah. I'm not sure what happened. We were at our booth at the time, but someone came over and told us that someone had stolen the camera. Like, how do you, I mean, at a show that's literally about cameras, how do you get away with stealing something? And everything's behind, like, ropes. I mean, how do you even do that? I don't know. Um, you can handle these things, but mm -hmm. they're all, you know, tethered just like you would sure, at, like, an yeah. Apple store. Yeah. Um, so that was kind of weird. So I just thought I'd throw that in. That was kind of interesting to me. I've never heard of a camera being stolen at a show. And mind you, there's seems really gutsy for one thing yeah. to like even try and do that. Exactly. And there's security everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. And then the other cool thing I saw camera related was they re Canon released the uh, 1DX Mark III. Oh, far out. So I got to hold that and, and play with it. And it, dude, that thing sounds like a machine gun. Does it really? Yeah, just the shutter just yeah. Going. I mean, it's it's a crazy cool camera. There's a lot of YouTubers that are doing reviews on it already. They launched it on Monday. And then I had my hands on it Tuesday morning at like 8 a.m. Wow. DJI was not impressive. Um, they had Oh, that's too bad. They had their standard booth and things. They didn't have a, a, a drone cage or anything. They had this cage, though, that had like these remote control like toys. And they were doing these like weird battle things. Well, like, 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 little, like little fighting robots yeah, sort of thing? Exactly. I mean, that sounds kind of cool. It was cool, but it wasn't what I expected from DJI. Yeah, because yeah, you're looking for, you know, yeah, gimbals or yeah. Uh, whatever. Yeah, and they drones. had all that. And I and at NAB, that's when they released all their gimbals and stuff. Okay. I was there for the, the uh, Ronin 2 launch. I was there for the Ronin uh, S launch. Um, so at NAB though, so that's specific right, to that. So this right. was, that was just a little different. Um, another cool booth was Insta360. I had a nice little meeting with them and made some contacts there and hopefully working on a little brand deal. Okay. So I don't know much about Insta360. Uh, what are they? So Insta360, um, they started out by making 360 degree cameras. So dual lens. That's really hot. Yes, that's hot right now for sure. So, so it's uh, burn it's your hands hot, very hot. So uh, it's virtual. It's virtual reality basically. So you can make those. Um, you know, you can set it up vertically on a on a tripod, and then you can put on VR glasses uh, if you export it correctly. There's there's many things you can do. Sure, with that. sure. Um, so that was cool. They released a new camera as well. Oh, very cool, very cool. And so you're kind of working on potentially a, a deal with them. Yeah, and and they knew of Lytra, mm -hmm. which was really cool. That's cool. Um, and uh, so they, you know, that was obviously a good end. And I talked to them about maybe partnering with Lytra, but we also talked about, you know, what I want to do. And I'm going to start doing some BTS VR. So setting the camera on top of my camera and then it allows the viewer to be on set. Very cool. So, yeah, we actually talked a little bit about doing that maybe on our next uh, short film. Well, that'll where, be on our camera the whole yeah, time. Yeah, where we can have, you know, we'll be able to put out a, a video where they could virtually be on our set, like in between takes and during a take and stuff like that, and just kind of see, you know, what, what it's like being on a set. Exactly, and not only does it benefit Insta360 because we're using their product, but it's gonna benefit Lytra too because we're only using the Lytra Studio to light everything. Right, right. So people can say, you know, how did how did they get that shot? How is that lit? I mean, you look, you look at the uh, Insta360 60 view and you put on those VR glasses and you will be right there. That's going to be really, really cool. It's unique. So an another thing that we talked a little bit about that I think is really cool is, um, I don't know how to pronounce the name of this brand, but they're the ones that have the um, the uh, anamorphic lenses. Yeah, They're a little smaller. They have like, like micro four thirds and they also have Sony mounts and stuff like that. So tell me a little bit about them, how, how that happened. So yeah, they were actually, their table was at the Insta360 booth. Okay. Um, and I had heard of that brand through a buddy of mine, Cody Warner, and he's a big YouTuber. 
and he made a video, a launch video for them. So I think it's pronounced Siryu. And um, the guy actually, I walked up. The guy actually knew who I was. Uh, he had seen the Robot Dream music video. Oh, cool. Oh, yeah. 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 And you actually helped me on. Yeah, set I helped with on set uh, with that one a little bit. Yeah. So that was really cool. So basically, uh, that was a very easy connection to make. We exchanged cards, and I am going to send him an email next week. He is releasing a lens. A lot of their stuff right now is for Micro Four Thirds cameras. Right. And um, they're going to do a Sony launch for an FE mount. That's cool. I and mean, it's cool because uh, anamorphic lenses are typically, you know, they're pretty big lenses made for really big cameras. And I personally, maybe they're out there, but I've, I mean, I have a little one for my phone, but I haven't really seen an in between. So it's kind of right. cool they're making like these mid size anamorphic lenses. Right. Because I mean, like, it, you can you can fake some anamorphic stuff, but getting real anamorphic is is a particular look, and so it's cool that it's gonna be a little bit more of a, a budget version of that. Yeah, exactly. It kind of meets in the middle there between yeah. consumer and um, pro, and you know, uh, anamorphic lenses are extremely expensive. So expensive and huge and heavy. Yeah, there's yeah. a lot to it, that type of lens, and the effect that you get is is amazing from yeah. that. Um, so a lot of the lens flares look really getting those cool. flares, getting that that odd you know differently shaped bokeh, and just getting that feeling of. Uh, that kind of epicness, be able to get all that side information. And, yep. Yeah, very, it's, very cool. Yeah, so that was that was just a unique experience because you know he kind of already knew who I was, and and they were out of, they're out of China, so okay. so the, for them to see that music video, that meant a lot to me. And it yeah, was a very, I wonder how did he? Do you know how he managed to come across you or anything? I don't know about that, but he also had seen the drone install videos that I filmed oh. actually right here where we're at, right. and in he, your garage, <laughs> it's a studio. That was cool. That was just an easy interaction. That's cool. That's yeah. really awesome. I don't think I've ever. Uh, walked up to a stranger and had them just know who I was. Yeah. Did you, did you feel pretty cool? No, I don't know about cool, but I, I, I felt, um, I felt appreciative. I felt like, um, you know, some of the work we do, we put a lot of effort into things and I felt like, you know, things are maybe starting to pay it's, off. It's nice. It's nice to get that payoff. It's very satisfying. Yeah. For and, sure. And a lot of times you go into those booths, you know, trying to sell yourself a little bit and that was a very easy sell. So long story short, when that, uh, FE mount for Sony drops, we're going to do a video on that for him. Oh, very cool. Yeah. Super cool. Yeah. So, okay. You mentioned to me the other day that there's, uh, something going on between, uh, Lytra and GoPro. Uh, what's, what's that all about? Yeah. So GoPro released, um, a new mod kit for the hero eight. And on that mod kit, you get a better mic, you get some more input and output jacks, which is really cool. Uh, so your audio can be a lot better. And on that as well, we released a light with them. So oh, cool. it's actually branded Lytra, very small and in dark print on the bottom of the light, but uh -huh. it's about half the size of the torch light. That's really, really cool. Yeah. And I actually, awesome. I actually ended up going out with those guys on the last night and kind of got more information because I did beta testing for GoPro for a while. I helped do the Hero 7 and then the hand mount, the three in one with them and then all of a sudden we, there was kind of no communication for the last probably eight months and I found out that they actually dissolved the beta team and they're doing it internally now. Well, they could dissolved them in like acid? Acid, yeah. yeah. Oh God. It's very breaking bad wow, of them. Wow, really it's like very cutthroat business. Yeah, very Ozark <laughs> of them, yeah. Um, no, but it was cool because I got to go out with those guys and have a couple drinks and um, just chat about the future with about that and then kind of tell them who I was and Cool. And um, just really reestablishing that relationship. Tell me about the food. I like. I care about food. Where'd you go eat, dude? I will say the food at the convention center is so bad. And that's not a surprise, I guess. Yeah. So, but we. I looked forward to dinner. And honestly, man, I go to Vegas so often, and especially at a time like CES, there's so many more people in that city. I I tend to avoid the strip yeah, as I don't much blame as possible. You. In fact, yeah. I didn't go on the strip until Thursday night. And oh, really? that was the night before we left. And that was with the, the GoPro team I was telling you about. So okay. I spent a lot of time in Chinatown. Oh, really? And Chinatown in Vegas is not very big. It's not like it sounds. Yeah, um, it's not, not like New York Chinatown no, or not like, Chinatown or anything like that. Yeah, but, it, but I tell you what, there was this really, really cool tiki bar. Um, it's called the Golden Tiki. 
And if you ever go to Vegas, I highly recommend going to the Golden Tiki. You walk in and it's playing A Pirate's Life for me, you know, referencing back to that Disneyland, Disney World ride. Okay, right, right. And they have waterfalls in there. There's like a starry sky. They have these really cool cocktails. The music was really cool. They had this three-piece band playing. And then we walked right next door and had Korean barbecue where you cook it on the Yeah, Korean barbecue. It's my jam, dude. Yeah. I, so we, I had a blast in Chinatown. It was really fun. Tell me about the Samsung booth. Which one? Uh, that's the thing is Samsung, I swear, took up like a quarter of Central Hall. It was massive. Really? I went in there the first morning and I got overwhelmed and I had to leave. It was massive. You like got scared? Well, just you couldn't move. I mean, you're you're surrounded by all these 8K plasma monitors and you're they have these curved LEDs above you. But one of the cool things that was in Samsung's booth was uh, robots that play with your dog and feed your dog. And they, like a ball that fetches itself and, or sorry, throws itself and the dog can fetch it. Whoa. Yeah, I'm like, you know, the future is bright with Samsung. And so we're going to have robots taking care of our dogs. Could they... Do you think take care of children also? I, I yeah, I would yeah. not. It, and there's only like a minimal chance I'll end up just like killing it and, do the ball <laughs> and taking hard. over your home and kicking you out. Yeah, it's and like, like kid, you'll see a lot of that on kids getting hurt, the Instagram page of the ball <laughs> getting launched at their head or something. Um, no, but their booth was massive. But something that stood out to me video wise was the SSD T7. So we work off the T5s a lot. Right. That's the two terabyte T5s. Right. It's a solid state drive and they are just machines. Yeah, they, they're great. They they're so fast. They're small and they're fast. Yeah. And um, so this this is a new one. It's called the T7. It has write speeds up to 1,000 megabytes per second, wow. which is 9.5 times faster than an external HD. That's insane. It's crazy. It has fingerprint recognition and password protection. Wait, so there's a fingerprint scanner like on, on the drive? On the drive. And you don't even see it. Like, it's crazy. It comes in 500 gigs, 1 terabyte, and 2 terabyte. That's amazing. Yeah. Those things are so handy. I mean, like, I always have one of those on me. If I'm going on a, on a travel shoe or something like that, you just always have at least one of those with me because they're so small. You carry them really easy. And you don't have to worry about, like, I always get worried. Um, I think being in post-production, I worry so much about uh, drives dying on me. Sure. So much. And a physical hard drive, especially traveling around with it, having it bounce around in a bag, like, you're just asking for, for trouble. And so having this tiny little solid-state drive is so, so nice. That's really cool. It's amazing. Yeah, that was, that was the main thing that stood out to me in the Samsung booth. And it was kind of off in the corner by itself. They actually got an award for it. So I, I was, it was nice to hang out over there. I talked That's to this cool. really cool guy, and he was, He's he like, was nobody so, comes and sees me. Yeah, he was so hyped. He's like, yeah, man, this is oh. the T7. I was like, dude, I got the T5 in my bag. He's like, what's up? Like, like, high five. Yeah, we like slapped hands. Hard drive bros. Celebrated our differences. So uh, video stuff is cool for sure. But again, one of the cool things about CES is they have like toys. They have just fun shit that so you just want to play with. Yeah. Uh, like what's some of the cool stuff you saw? Um. Some of the cooler stuff I saw, um, you know, like a Roomba, right? It's a, it's a vacuum that yeah, yeah. I, we have one in our basement. Yeah, it, uh, me and my wife had one, and my wife named it uh, Chrissy Teigen. And so every okay. time it gets stuck, it says, like, we get an alert. It says, like, you know, Chrissy, St- Chrissy Teigen is stuck on a cliff. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. That's great. So Chrissy Teigen wasn't there, but they had they had Roomba. It wasn't by Roomba, I, I, okay. I mind you, and I don't remember the brand, but they had that they cleaned your windows. So they're they're wait can they climb walls now yeah, or do they yeah. have arms? Yeah, no, because like, both of those are terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> well, I walked up to it. I was like, "Are you kidding me?" I thought it was like, "No, a- I am not." <laughs> <laughs> there was a lot of there was a lot of robots like that. There were robots that were playing ping pong with each other, which is very wait, so odd. you could just like watch two robots play ping pong. Yeah, and then people were going up to the other one and playing ping pong with it. Were they like were the robots? Because robots have like this, you know, they can learn. They're super fast. Like, were they just playing like super fast ping pong with each other? Yeah. Um, well, one of the, there was one guy that was like. You know, giving it a run for its money, but that dude, that robot could not 
stop. I mean, it would it tracked every. It doesn't ball. get tired. No, it tracked every ball too. And then it, and then it killed him, didn't it? It did. I'm so for our robot overlords that are going to be listening to this. I just want you to know that I support you. Yeah. And uh, I am fully down with you uh, telling us what to do. So thank yeah. you, robot overlords. Yeah, you need to go to CES next year. And I you think. Might, yeah, you I might think change that, your mind. Yeah, I think. Oh, yeah, probably. Yeah, were there just robots just like everywhere? Every, everywhere, man. Yeah. yeah so I man. went to the South Hall, and it was it was terrifying. There was. There was robot drones, so they were in sync. So they were going to music. And oh, they were, yeah, like those big, like yeah. uh, they did those, like the Super Bowl, totally. right? Last year, yep. yeah, same same concept. And then there, there was no one flying them. It was a computer. Like the guy was controlling the computer. It was it was amazing. But you know what? I went into the South Hall. I think I uh, FaceTimed you at this point. They had a whole gaming section. Yeah. So that was really fun. So I went in like to the Stern pinball booth, and Stern makes uh, pinball machines for arcades. And they had like a Stranger Things pinball machine. They had cool. all these retro Star Wars machines. And then there was a guy live streaming, uh, and he had like four thousand people watching him. So you can they live stream pinball now. Man, how do you, what's the life of like a professional like pinballist? Dude, he he's so good. Like he he was calling out his moves, and what? he was calling like it was like a I can't remember what he said. It was like a back bumper, and then he would hit the ball into the back bumper, and then it would shoot off the other one. And he's he, like watching him blast this out of the back of the machine. Yeah, no, it was insane. And he had there was technique to it, and how he would smack the side of the machine, not like like where the you know where the buttons are. Yeah, and he, and then it would like make a dead ball, so it, he could stop it. There was I learned Whoa. so much from this guy. I mean, I, I probably stayed there way too long <laughs> watching him. Have guys at Elytra like, yeah. where did Drew go? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> hey, it was my time off. Um, so that was cool. Um, Arcade One Up was there. They make really cool like uh, home based. Oh, arcade like the games. little. I think you sent me a picture of those. Like they're like the little arcade. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Those that are cool. was that was fun. They were selling them there, and they had they make little pinball machines for your home. That was fun. Honestly, dude, one of my favorite booths there, and I looked them up, and I didn't think they were going to be there, but they're owned by multiple companies, so sometimes they don't list them on the map, was RCA, and I touched on this in the last episode. Yeah, yeah. So the TVs that my grandpa built were there. So they had, RCA doesn't really make anything anymore, but it's more for history. So they have this whole retro Wait, booth. RCA doesn't really make anything anymore? I guess now that I think about it, like I can't remember the last time I saw an RCA-branded thing. They but. had a couple TVs. They, they do make like a newer TV. Um, but it's not that special, mm. but their booth is more nostalgia. Cool. And they have, um, they had dogs that were their logos, Chipper and Nipper. Yeah. Yeah. I remember the RCA. So dogs. we had those as kids, like the stuffed animals and yeah, stuff. Yeah. And they were giving out little nippers, like the little stuffed plush dolls. So I got one for my niece, but dude, I, I walked in there and I, I went into it last year too, but I walked in there and I got emotional. Yeah. I imagine. Yeah. So, I mean, there's all the stuff that my grandpa built. There's the cameras, there's the TVs, there's no one really in there no one it's a smaller booth and no one's really in there i wonder like i wonder what the benefit is for them to like go to a show like that if they don't really have much they're selling well they're the, kind of the first of their kind yeah you know? well, i mean i remember when i was a kid like um, i'm pretty sure that the first like uh vcr that we had it was a it was a beta tape player yep. uh, like a top loading i'm pretty sure is rca yep i mean hell they even have like the cables we still use every now and again the rca cables exactly you know like they, yeah they, they, they named those yeah you know, they, they named branded those, those. so yeah, and, I, I texted my mom and my brother, and my mom sent um, the Christmas party picture from RCA with my grandma and him, and then I showed it to the host, and they like loved it. I thought that was cool. That's awesome. So honestly, that was probably my favorite booth out of everything, just That's because cool. it meant a lot to me. Okay, I want to know. Here's something that because we I mentioned in the last episode my like one of the seminal movies for me. One of the things that like made me want to make movies was Terminator Two. This in our notes it says James Cameron was uh was at CES to talk about something. Yeah, he was. Um so Mercedes released a Avatar experience car. Um very weird. Was um, it blue? 
No, it was like a silverish, and but it had like blue like light up wheels. Wow. Uh, it was cool. He was I didn't see him. Uh, he was there uh, the day prior doing the launch. Um, it was like a private launch that they did, and you could wait in this long line and go in this room and see it, and it had like smoke around it, and there was like projections. The cars are absolutely insane there. They're scary. Sony had a car there that drives itself. It will notice if your passenger is sleeping, so it'll dim the it'll dim stuff. I mean. It's over my head. I, I don't. I, I don't even pay attention to that stuff because it freaks me out so much. I'm just like, yeah. just like the, no, we're getting to these pods that you just get in and they take you where you're going. Yeah, the, and Honda had um, they had these things called like sleeping pods, and they kind of remind me of the uh, capsule hotels that I stayed in in Japan. And you would oh, yeah. you would go into these. They would be placed in these cities, and they would move themselves. People could sleep in them, and then you'd move on your way to your flight, or you know, if you were there for business, you could work in them. There was just a lot of weird stuff like that. But back to the, the Mercedes car, I didn't uh, wait in the line to see it, but they had one on the outside. And okay. it was just interesting, uh, the partnerships that people choose and and what, what does that bring value? Does that bring value to your movie? Does that bring value to your brand? It, it, it is curious sometimes, like movie tie-ins kind of confound me sometimes. So James Cameron's next movie is, you know, Avatar 2. Right. Um, like, why Mercedes? You know, what is it? What does he get yeah. out of that? Yeah. And then last year, he other w- than money. Sure. Right. <laughs> well, no, that's a good question. So he was there last year with Sony uh, releasing the Venice camera and because okay. they're, they're shooting Avatar they're shooting 2 on the, on the Venice. OK. And um, so that makes sense. Right. Yeah. He's yeah. using the camera. That does make what sense. is this car? What does this car have to do with Avatar? Yeah. Are just like all the spaceships going to be like Mercedes branded yeah. or something like that? Like, but it's like a partnership that doesn't like make a lot of sense other than monetarily. Totally. You know, they're, they're so, not things that like you said, the, the camera makes sense. Car, not so much. Right. Exactly. It was cool to see. But again, sure. where, where's this going? What does that do? Right. Um, and you'll never see that car on the road. So what? Yeah, what, not going to happen. All the cars that you see in there that where, where are they? Who's using yeah. them? Who's there's a, them? Yeah, there's been a long history of like, like uh, all these different companies. They make their concept cars that never actually see the light of day. Right. But this, I mean, they put a lot of money, a lot of R&D money into making these things and, and they look cool. But yeah, like no one's going to be driving them. Right. One of the cool things that I did see, though, uh, Delta was there this year. And I, I don't know if this is correct, but I'm, I'm pretty sure this was their first year there. And they partnered up with this brand called Sarcos. And they make robot suits to help engineers and bag lifters lift up to 200 pounds effortlessly. Okay, see, now here's a tie-in that makes sense because James Cameron made Aliens as well. And one of the big set pieces in there is Ripley is fighting the alien queen in a big cargo-loading right. robot suit. Right, right. Now we're talking. Well, even in Avatar, there was uh, the Colonel was wearing like a big robot suit that had like a big old knife. Like there's your tie-in, James Cameron. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Where were you on that one? Yeah, uh, give me a call, Jimmy. We'll talk about all this. <laughs> I can help you out. No, it you'll was, be successful one day. See that does, with my help. That does make sense. And and you know, I was watching these guys try this thing on. He couldn't lift the suitcase, and then he put the suit on, and he like wimp. swung it over his head. You know, what a nerd. Yeah, it was pretty nerdy. <laughs> well, and I was like, what is this for? And I was, like, oh, it's for you know bag lifters and and uh, cargo carriers and and she said that um, the lady at delta said that it's more for our engineers so they don't you know they're less likely to get hurt because yeah, engineers are weaklings and dorks i guess so <laughs> weren't you an engineer my dad was. <laughs> overall it was a great trip yeah man it and, sounds like a lot of fun and i hope maybe you can come down to nab this year yeah i'd love to um I, that'd be a lot of fun i haven't been to any uh of the big trade shows like this and so it's, it's something that i've definitely been wanting to do Maybe next time we do it, maybe next time we're still doing this and we can just do, uh, we'll do a podcast from there or something like that. I'd love to do one on the road. I think that'd be cool.